Welcome to Foster Carolinas, connecting the Carolinas to voices of foster care. It's newsflash time with your bestie gals, Madison and Abby. Madison, hello. Abby. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. This episode kind of throws me back to camp. I was missing oh it this morning. Oh, God. I got really, really nostalgic. Really <laughs> sad a little bit. <laughs> Just a longing for camp. So it'll be nice to get ready for next year. Yeah. Full steam ahead always. Literally no sleep. <laughs> no sleep. <laughs> we don't believe in it. Not here. I don't know if I edit this out or not, but you know the um, the funny thing? Club. Another, Another club. club. Bus. <laughs> plane. No <laughs> sleep. <laughs> That's what that reminds me of. But instead of That's all why I of said it. I'm glad <laughs> you got it. That's why I said it. Instead of all that other stuff, yeah, obviously. <laughs> instead of yeah. all of that, obviously, it is plan. More plan. Call. Call. Email. <laughs> exactly. Monday meeting. Exactly. 915. Exactly. No Collaborate. Sleep. Collaborate. <laughs> Listen to the feedback. Exactly. Yes. For sure. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's how you, that's how you do it. That's how we, you gotta do it. We have so much love and passion and mm. it doesn't, it doesn't stop. I mean, it, you yeah. keep going. The kids don't stop needing ne exactly. things. They don't stop needing help. Exactly. So we're yeah. here to do it. And you know, we feel great. Woo! We feel great. You, you take a break when you need to take a, whatever, yeah. come back. So Perfect. anyway, doing good. Mm. We are working and um we are working right now specifically toward be the difference Ooh. that's coming up quick it's coming up so fast mm -hmm. crazy and i know that we've talked about it on here a lot mm -hmm. they have the, they had the opportunity to get tickets sure did at a discounted price mm -hmm. i don't know how many took advantage of that i don't either but i know we've done that mm -hmm. i'm gonna give them the inside scoop I believe you'll be listening to this. I don't know. Maybe the signups are already out there by the time you're listening to this on Friday morning. Um, this is what? Tuesday afternoon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I would love for them to go out tomorrow afternoon. But even if you're still listening, I'm sure there are spots available. I do not. I have never seen any slots fill up all right in two days right wouldn't that be amazing it would but be wild so. if it did <laughs> so if you're listening friday morning friday afternoon run don't walk to the mm. um to your email probably that's probably where it will be first oh yeah and then check the lotc website mm -hmm. and see if we have published it there we're probably going to do volunteer um people who have volunteered in the past their emails first mm -hmm. then put it on the website oh yeah but you know i'm just saying check both Oh, Check yeah. both because who knows what we'll do. Might get a little wild hair. There's so, no telling. Look on there. Yes. And um, we need we'll, a lot. We, we need, do. We need a whole just, bunch of volunteers. Yes. I just Ooh. counted them out. Mm -hmm. Designated how many people for each slot. Right. I've had a running list in my head. We've collaborated about it a few times. Mm -hmm. But it is in stone. Yes. It is set. Woo um, it will go into the wild and we need a lot of you. Yes. I'm just telling you, let me try. I'm going to try to do some fast math in my head. I'd say about a hundred. <laughs> 
probably not. It's a whole concert, you guys. It's a whole concert. It like it, it takes a lot to put that on it and is. to keep it. You know. Yeah, I would say 100 is definitely yeah. rounded up, but hey. all hands on deck. All of the hands on deck. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So be looking at your emails. Be looking at the website. Yes, Keep emails, website, social media. Mm. It might be all three. You, you just focus on the horizon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look, look all. Might just be on one. Look at all. Look at all of them. Don't sleep until you see it. How about that? <laughs> hey, Stay ready. <laughs> Stay ready. Love it. <laughs> love that. Um, my new motto, my new volunteer motto, stay ready. Stay ready. We, we will need you. Don't let us catch you slipping. Exactly. Because <laughs> we will. I love it. Stay ready. Well, are you excited to hear Dave on again? I'm excited. I know. We had, again, such a fun time at camp. And I am very excited to um, throw back to camp. Yeah. And listen to him and Susanna finish talking about what him and, and Tavon are doing now, mm-hmm. which is. It's really cool. Um, what a cool idea. Right. Walk across America to raise awareness. And he really did. I think that Susanna talked about this in the first and then I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but her dad was the one that saw them mm-hmm. and then told her about it. Mm-hmm. And so they really have their raising awareness. Yeah, hashtag it's foster, working. Hashtag foster kids matter. Yeah. Um, it is working. Mm-hmm. So they are getting the word out they're spreading the word and and love. these kids need the word spread yeah, so they do. love it listen in hope you enjoy it all right we're back in the studio with davon woods he was telling his story last week and we had gotten to your high school years and so um you were smoking drinking all that did you manage to graduate from high school oh well that was a very hard task for me um school was not really my focus um it's not like i was done by by any chance but it was just like growing up in the system you know that just wasn't really my drive it wasn't really my focus I was more so focused on sports and of course the girls um and and of course my parents didn't really push us in a way like okay like you know they they will always say like you know as long as you make a 70 you're you're good so of course I will always settle for 70s and stuff like that um but it got to a point where I wasn't even about to graduate high school because it's in South Carolina, you got to take the H out in 10th grade, 9th, 10th grade. But I couldn't pass it for nothing. So it got to a point where I wasn't about to graduate high school. Um, but to make a long story short, um, our senior year of high school was the year that we found our biological family. Um, and it's crazy how it worked, how everything happened, because, of course, we're from South Carolina. Um, and mom was like, let's stop by the mall. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to stop by the mall. I'm trying to get back home. And then we ended up stopping anyway. He was coming out of Route 21. This guy approached us. He was like, man, y'all look like our cousins. Y'all look like my cousin. And, you know, of course, you know, you hear that sometimes. You'd be like, okay, everybody say that. Um, so come to find out that was our first cousin. We was telling him, we was like, man, I mean, we are adopted. Uh, and then we told him my last name. We said our biological last name. He was like, oh, my gosh, y'all my first cousin. So he started calling everybody calling everybody, we talking to everybody. I'm like, I don't even know who you is. My sisters, all type of people. It was just crazy. So um, crazy part about it was we would sneak and go see our biological family while we were still in high school. And of course our doctor parents didn't know. Our life was always like a movie. They ended up, our biological family ended up coming to our graduation and our adopted family was there. And it felt so weird because it was like, dang, my biological family here, my adopted family here, my adopted family uh, family don't know that our biological family here, so it just felt it, it was just weird. Um, but 
I adopt the parents being the way they were. As soon as our graduation was over, they left. Mm. They wasn't there to uh, congratulations, take pictures, none of that. Um, but our biological family was there. Um, but what really gets me is, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you find your biological family. I'll be like, yeah, but it ain't what you guys think it is. They was hyped for, for a while. You know, they was excited to see us. Um, but to be honest, and I don't say this in a bad, hurtful way or anything like that, but I would have been fine if I didn't met my biological family. And I know it sounds kind of, but it's just like, you know, we met them. Till this day, I knew my family since uh, 2013, and it's 2022, and I haven't had a actual conversation with my biological mom since I met her. We go home, you know, talk to us, you know, it's just like, it's it's a lot of stuff, and it's just like with our biological family, it's like they don't do anything for us. Um, you know, er everything that we're doing now, you know, call, hey, you guys doing good, you know, this stuff, and be mindful. We out here walking state to state in this heat, and we'll call, hey, good job, guys. So it's like it kind of hurt because it's like, man, growing up in the system, you and in our case, we didn't know our family for seventeen years, didn't know anything about them. So it's like now you finally met those people that you was waiting to see and it's not even what you thought it was going to be. You know, it's like you paint that picture in your head and whenever you finally see the picture, it's like, dang, it ain't even the picture that you, that you thought it would be. So it was just like, it was just sad because I'm like, man, like I spent so much time crying and I try to commit suicide, you know, doing all of this stuff, experiencing all this hurt. My adopted parents treated us like we was trash. It's like me and my, my biological family. I'm just like, man, like, so yeah, a lot of people think it's like a Hallmark movie, you know, and it's not like a Hallmark movie. Um, and a lot of times you're caused more trauma when you meet your biological family. So I get that. So, but you do have somebody you call mom. So tell me about that. Um, well, I was working at um, the dealership in Savannah. I was selling cars and his family came and bought to buy a car. And um, I ended up helping them. Um, at first, you know, they was kind of, you know, was, people come look at cars. They don't really like nobody to be pressuring them. And I was the type of salesperson. I never liked to pressure my customers because I know, like, you know, they about to come out here and spend thousands of dollars. So I want to make sure I give people their space. So I ended up giving them their space. And another salesperson approached them. And they was like, yeah, we're going to go with you, Dave. We like how you gave us our space and whatever. Um, but to make a long story short, ended up coming back to the dealership. It was the whole family there. Um whole family and I'm like dang like you know it's kind of new because I ain't never really had a whole I mean I had families before but this was kind of different um so I was at my desk and I'm just in the process of them buying a forerunner uh 2020 2022 2021 uh forerunner one of them um so of course that was at least about almost 50 grand so we in the process of negotiating prices and we all know how that can be and I'm in there telling them my story you know like how I, how I grew up never received the love, uh, never hearing I love you, never getting hugs, any kisses and stuff. And while I'm telling them my story, they're crying. Like they, you know, it's very mm -hmm. emotional. And we trying to talk about numbers and stuff. So it was just, it was just crazy. Um, but they told me, they was like, well, you know, you got a family now, you know, but I didn't thought that that was going, you know, I just, I mean, okay, whatever. So what really put the icing on the cake was my birthday came around last year and they took me out for my birthday, grass and eating. Nobody never really done that for me. Like growing up and never had birthday parties, birthday cakes, stuff like that. Um, and then Thanksgiving came around and I was like, man, this year I'm not going home. 
not going to see my family. They don't ever come see us. I want to be mindful. Our fam- we, me and Tavon have been staying in Georgia for six years now, and our biological family or anybody on our family never came to see us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, they ended up, Thanksgiving came around, and they was like, you can come to our house for Thanksgiving. So ended up going to their house, and they let me stay for, like, the weekend. And the love that they showed me, I was like, wow like these people don't know me from a can of paint i'm black they white so i was automatically thinking like you know like i did i just didn't i it was an environment i never was around like that and it was just like all of the love they was hugging me kissing me and i'm just like okay like i don't know how to feel about this because i never <laughs> received that but i i liked it um but it, it was just so amazing because growing up i always told people my mom was white People laugh when I said I was like, why do you always say your mom's right? I was like, I don't know. I was lighter than this. Like I started playing sports and I just started getting darker. But I, you know, I used to always say my mom was white. And then they came into my life and they just showed me so much love that I and being that was last year, so I was 26. And it was like, man, like for 26 years, I never received that type of love. That's awesome. The hugs, the kisses, and I love yous and stuff like that. So when I met them. You know, it was just, and still now we still feel weird. It's only been a year and it still feel kind of weird because it's something I wasn't used to, but I'm, I'm definitely grateful that God placed them in my life. That's awesome. So you travel, um, y'all are walking, where all you walked? We did Georgia to Florida back in May. So that was the end of foster care awareness month. Um, and we did Georgia to Florida in four and a half days. That was 96 miles. Um, and then we did South Carolina. We went to Sumter where we was born at. We did 20 miles. And then um, about three weeks ago, we did Columbus, Ohio. And that was 20 miles. And then um, this week coming up, we're going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we're going to be in Richmond, Virginia. And then after Virginia, we're going to be in Annapolis, Maryland. And then after Maryland, we're going to be in Dover, Delaware. We're doing all four states next week. Um so yeah, we got plenty more work to do. So we got a lot of walking we gotta do. So why are you going to Raleigh? We're we're, we're in we Gastonia and, and we, Charlotte. And we're going to the capital of every state. Oh, okay. This All year. Right. Well, good. But next year we're doing it, we plan on doing this year round. So it gives us opportunity to be able to go to different different cities in that state. Um, but this year we're just focusing on, on the capital. So you travel all over and you talk to kids that have been in foster care. You're at our camp right now. You've done a ton of camps. So what would you say is the voice of these children? Um, because they I, they can't come on my podcast and say what they want. And honestly, they sometimes won't even tell me what they want. They'll, they'll open up to you, though. You got street cred with them. So what are they telling you um, about the system right now, about what they're going through? Can you share a little bit? Um, honestly, um, it's crazy. It's crazy how it's millions and millions of kids that have been through this same this one foster care system but to be honest a lot of our stories are all pretty much the same you know some may be a little bit different from different you know the amount of placements and homes that they've been through but the the one thing that a lot of us kids all we want is just to be loved mm-hmm. and everybody try to make foster kids and kids adopted kids like we're so difficult but to be quite honest, I mean, we're not difficult. We're just broken. You know, we're just hurting. And it's like oftentimes people come into our life and say, I'm going to be there for you. 
But, you know, anybody can say out of their mouth that they love you, but love is an action word. So no matter how much you say you love me, if you're not showing me that you love me, then you don't love me. So these kids, honestly, they just want somebody to, to, to talk to. Kids really want to talk, but they... And I used to work at, I worked at two group homes before, and I have, I have had kids told me stuff that they never told anybody before, talking about molestation, all this different stuff. But it was like, you know, I feel comfortable talking to you. And it's like, you got to know, it's like a lot of people don't really know how to talk to kids that have been in the foster care system because it's like, you know, they try to talk to them and the kids shut down and they just walk away and be like, you know, I can't talk to you. But these kids want somebody to just stay there and listen. Um, so the biggest thing, and just to be an ear, you know, because especially parents, foster parents, and just parents in general. I know I'm not a parent, but, you know, it's just like I see a lot and I observe parents. And it's like oftentimes, you know, we always, I mean, parents want to, especially my parents, they're just always yelling. But it's like we never give, the kids never feel as though they get an opportunity to share their side of the story mm-hmm. or to be able to share how they feel and what they're going through. And I believe as a parent, I believe that's a valuable trait to have is just to be able to be an ear sometimes, to be able to listen to the kids and allow them to be able to tell you what's going on in their world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, would, I, I think that's the biggest the biggest thing, just to be an ear and to be a, a loving person for these kids. That's awesome. And what would you say, like, I, I'm sure where you're from, by the way, I'm from South Carolina too, so. But um, there's not enough foster parents. So if there's somebody on the fence about, I don't know, I just... I hear people say they have all the excuses. I'll get too attached. It'll hurt, you know, whatever. What would you say to somebody that maybe is thinking about it, really thinking about it? Like, what can you, what kind of advice, what can you say to them? Um, at the end of the day, um, I know there's a lot of people out there that got homes and stuff, but I don't even blame the people that's, that's not interested in foster care and stuff. Because to be honest, from my view of it, it's like foster care is not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And we all we only one time you hear foster care is when you hear a child die, and that barely even make national. It, it normally just goes local, so it's like, you know, it's not enough people talking about it. It's not enough people wearing it on their shirts. It's not enough people wearing it on their cars. Like if you see my car, I got foster kids matter on the top, on the back of my Mustang. I got my social medias on my shirts, majority all of my shirts, and our clothing line is foster kids matter because it's like just like how they talk about these D one athletes coming out of high school, five star recruits. People going in the NFL, MLB, we could talk about it. We could talk about these kids the same way we talk about these athletes. And it kind of made me, it kind of hurt me because I did a post one time and I told everybody, I was like, can everybody name a well-known person that just recently passed away? And everybody was just naming. And they didn't know what I was doing it for. They were just naming people. And I think around that time, that's when Naomi, uh, what's her name? Yeah, that's when she passed away. So everybody was naming her and I was like, okay, cool. I let it sit for a couple of minutes. I was like, okay, everybody, can y'all name a child that recently passed away in the foster care system? And the comments was just, nobody couldn't name it. So it's just like, I just feel as though that's why I go so hard in doing what I do and letting people know that foster kids do matter because I want people to be able to be. It's like since me and my brother uh, started using our social media uh, for uh, making content geared towards foster kids, like so many people are like, wow, I never knew this stuff happened. So many people have messaged me I want to be a foster parent. I want to, uh, you know, my house is open. I want to be able to, you know, adopt kids. So it's like now by us doing these, and that's the main reason for us doing these walks because it's drawing so much attention. And by the way, we're about to make history because nobody ever walked all 50 states 
raising awareness for kids. Um, That's what's awesome. his name? Jimmy, Jimmy Wayne. Wayne. He mm-hmm. did it, but it was just from um, Arizona to um, and by the way, that was pretty remarkable for him. But as far as walking off 50 states, we're going to be the first to do it. Um, so that that's a blessing by itself. But it's just like, that's why we're doing this because we want to shine a light. It's not about me and my brother, mm-hmm. you know, because God is placing us here to be able to be a voice for these kids. So that's why we're walking these miles and people are like, why are y'all walking in this hot heat? Of course, because that's what's going to draw attention. Yeah, it's hot out there, but it's kids going through way worse stuff than walking in, in some heat. Yeah. Kids being molested, being raped. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's drawing a lot of attention and that's what we wanted to do. So now more people with homes. I had an, uh, I was at Walmart on my birthday. My birthday was Tuesday and I was out there giving out free hugs. And I had this 91 year old lady. And I was like, ain't no way she's 91. She was driving, all of that. But she told me before I left, she was like, I'm, if you ever run across a child that need a place to stay, I'm going to open up, I can open up my house for them to stay at my house. All they got to do is just do yard work and stuff around the house. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's 91 mm-hmm. and she's opening up her house. So I was just like, man, it's, it's so many people out here that have houses and are, will be amazing foster parents. And that's what we need. So I believe just more exposure and just more people talking about it. Well, that's what we want to do is, and that's what Lisa these is all about is talking about children in foster care and, and letting their voice be heard. So in our show notes today, um, cause you have a clothing line, right? Yes, ma'am. So if somebody wants to support you and what you're doing, that's probably the best way for them to do it. So we will put the link in our show notes and make sure that they can do that. And, um, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being at Bridge Camp and sharing your story with these kids, putting your money where your mouth is. Because yes, um, you drove uh, good ways to get here, came in the middle of the night, and um, you're you're killing it with these kids. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you all. Thanks for joining us today for Foster Carolinas. Were you inspired by something you heard today? Well. We want to encourage you to make the next step, whatever that is. Everyone can do something for children in foster care. If you're not sure where to start, go to our website at www.lotcarolinas.com and see what you can do.